0: everyone and welcome to episode five of the Hope Sessions podcast. My name is Kristen Torres and I'm a licensed mental health counselor at Hope Christian Counseling in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm really glad you decided to join me again today and I want to take a minute to thank those who have been faithfully listening already. I've heard some good feedback and that you felt encouraged by what I've shared and I have to tell you it makes it all worth it. So today we're halfway through my 10 part series on the Psalms and our emotions and we're going to be talking about some key points from my blog titled, Unanswered Questions. This is not a specific emotion obviously, but the experience of having unanswered questions brings with it lots of different emotions. I hope that you'll be encouraged and that you may even consider a different perspective about your life or your situation. Before we get started, please remember, anything I say on this podcast does not constitute or take the place of advice from your doctor or therapist, or maybe you're looking for a therapist. If you're in Florida, please feel free to visit my website to schedule an appointment at hccounseling.com or feel free to call me at 954-376-4994. There's also a link on the hope-sessions.com site I'd be happy to work with you or help you find someone who can help if it's not me. All right, let's get started. I've chosen three points for my blog that I'd like to focus in on today. The first point is, desire is not wrong. Let me ask you, do you have unanswered questions, things that haven't worked out in your life, or prayers that have seemed to go unanswered? I think we all do. It may be seemingly small things like not getting onto a sports team when we were younger or larger things like failed relationships or ongoing illnesses. Although what's small or large is dependent upon the person, no one else can assign meaning to that thing for you because what may be small for me may be very large for you. It's really no one else's place to judge. With these unanswered questions or requests though, our response can sometimes be to stop desiring, stop asking and give in to disappointment or even indifference. But remember, desire in and of itself is not wrong. Of course, there are times when we can desire the wrong thing, something that's not good for us, something that's not ours to have, like someone else's um, spouse. The Bible, though, actually encourages us to come to God with our desires, here are a few verses in 1st Thessalonians 5:16 through 18. It says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." If we go back into that verse, I want to point out pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying, don't stop going to God, don't stop asking or questioning. He never tells us to sit down and be quiet. He tells us to pray without ceasing, keep ceasing, to keep talking to him. He welcomes us to approach the throne room, uh, throne room of grace boldly. And then he also tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. So it's almost like to me, I see it as a balance here to pray without ceasing, but yet give thanks in all circumstances, because sometimes our prayers aren't going to be answered quickly or they're not going to necessarily be answered in the way in which we would like them to be answered. But he still wants us to be grateful, to have um, a thankful heart, to give thanks in all circumstances. Ultimately, I think in that too, it's a trusting God that he knows the circumstances that we are in and that he has our best interest in mind. The next verses I want to go to are in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake? Will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? This verse lays out so clearly to keep on coming to the Lord, to take that desire that we have for whatever it is and keep on asking, knocking, seeking, looking for it. Don't give up because God wants to bless us. The second point I have is although desire, of course, is a good thing, there's nothing wrong with desire. But maybe a dream, a desire has to die, or at least the way that it is right now has to die. Is that desire, is that what you're wanting making you sick? I have people come in and um, talk to me, clients come in. And maybe they have had a focus on wanting that that something, and that desire isn't a bad thing, but they've wanted it for so long, and that's all that they can think about. It may even be making them sick at this point. It can Those unmet desires, or those rather desires that have turned almost into obsessions, can make us physically ill. They can make us depressed. They can make us angry, because that's all that we can think about. But we have to remember that God knows that when we make idols of people or things, and when we make an idol of it, by the way, it can practically just look like an obsession. But when we do this, the pursuit of those people, of those things, will eventually kill us, literally or figuratively. They'll kill our spirit. They'll distract us. They can kill relationships. They can kill our focus. They can kill our emotions by, again, making us depressed making us angry, and God doesn't want this for us. And I believe that sometimes he doesn't give us what we're desiring for, what we're asking for, what we're seeking after him for, because we have made it an idol. We've made it an obsession to where it is making us sick, and he knows if he gives it to us, think about how how we'll receive that gift that he's giving to us if we're obsessed about that thing. We'll grab it, right? We'll squeeze it. We'll take it and we may even ruin that gift. It's, I believe, when we release it to him, that desire that we have, um, the grabbing after things, when we release that, when we sometimes let that desire die, that he's able to give it back to us because it's no longer our complete focus. It's almost like things have been put in order in our hearts and we go back to realizing that God is really the only thing, the only person that we truly do need in this world. And so when he gives us that gift, we're not in a position of squeezing it, of grabbing it, of of holding it and killing it. Instead, we have open arms and we can trust him to show us what to do with that gift that he's given us, whether it's a relationship, a, um, a relationship, a, a job, um, an answer to prayer, you know, a healing. So ironically, or maybe even better described providentially. Sometimes things things do work out. God gives us what we are asking for once we've released released it to Him. He enjoys blessing us. And I think when we have given in to disappointment, when that's all that we can feel about an unmet desire, we forget that God does want to bless us. But again, we have to trust that He knows the timing and what will hurt us and what will actually be a blessing and be good for us. The third point I want to make is that God gives us burdens. Let's look at Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two: Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And When you dig down into the original language of this verse, you find out that the burden referenced in this verse speaks to something that God has given us. The pulpit commentary written back in the um, 1880s and 1890s describes it as thy portion or the lot assigned thee, that which God has given thee to bear. And I think this really struck me. This verse is not simply talking about any burden, but that which God has given you or I to bear. So here we are faced with a choice do we still believe? that God is good, and are we willing to still trust Him when we realize He has given us the burden we're facing? This is a tough question. And I believe that it, it can be confusing because sometimes I, I believe that we think that, well, how how could God have wanted or brought on this evil that has come into my life? Because sometimes we have been very much harmed. And I don't believe that He... um. That he we know rather that he doesn't cause evil. God is not evil. He has no evil thing in him. But sometimes he allows us these these burdens or these trials or these terrible things to come into our lives because he promises to take what Satan means for evil and turn it into something good. He knows that that thing that we are either going through or have gone through can be used for good. And again, I don't want to oversimplify this. This is something that I think that for some people, they wrestle a lifetime with trying to understand why that particular thing happened. But still, the question does go back to, are we willing to trust him and realize that he's given us a burden to face? We all carry question marks in our hearts, answers we just don't have about why things haven't worked out. And of course, some things have worked out, but for those things that are unanswered, we can carry those with us. But I believe that God can meet us in those places and show us at times that that thing that we're focused on, or even that question that we want answered, doesn't have to be answered for us to trust Him. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the Lord, and that He is enough for us, even if we have those unanswered questions. But I want to tell you, if you're struggling with unanswered questions or desire or disappointment, I encourage you to pray for God's help, to come to Him, to talk to Him, to cry out your hearts to Him, to wrestle with Him. He never discourages us from this. He welcomes us to come to Him in this way. It's a relationship, and it should be living and active. Reach out to a trusted pastor or therapist if you find yourself stuck. We're here to help We've come to the end of the message again today and I thank you for listening in. I hope you're encouraged and tune in next week as we continue looking at the Psalms and our emotions.